She was a nice white lady. Uh, she made yogurt. Even though I'm like, there's only but so many ways to make yogurt. Yeah, she had yeah. the recipe. She had the best yogurt <laughs> recipe best in the whole recipe. wide world. Can nobody make yogurt like her? <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of In Hindsight. We're your hosts, Andrea, Brittany, and Jasmine. We review movies and TV shows from our childhood to see if they still hold up, because sometimes things aren't quite the way you remember them. In this week's episode, we are reviewing Cowbells, aka Class Wars at the Creamery. This decom aired on March 24th, 2006. And in this one, we have two rich girls, Taylor and Courtney, who take on summer jobs at their family's dairy. Will they be able to navigate crushes, growing pains, cotillions, all while saving the family business? We're going to find out today. But before we get started, just want to let you know, if you're enjoying all the nostalgia and want to support the show, feel free to subscribe, share with your friends, and leave a rating or review. We'd love to hear from you. To keep up with us between episodes, you can also follow us on Instagram at n underscore hindsight underscore pod and on Twitter at n underscore hindsight pod. And if you want us to dissect one of your favorite childhood movies, let us know on the socials or email us at nhindsightpod at gmail.com. With that being said, let's get into it. So before we get into the pop culture segment, um, any initial thoughts y'all had? Was there any nostalgia or is it just me that liked this movie way back when? No, I got the nostalgia because I loved Ali and AJ. I bought all their CDs, even the Christmas album I had. So I was a huge fan. <laughs> Okay, come on. Acoustic Winter Hearts. Yeah, I love their Christmas album. I remember having their CD. Love it. And Andrea is not amused. Al. I I mean, I liked some of you know the popular songs or whatever, but I never saw this movie, so <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh yes, we are in the era of um, Andrea falling off for most of these. Except the ones with black people in them. But we'll Truly. get there. <laughs> We will get there. All right. So let's breeze through this pop culture segment so we can get into the meat of it all, or rather the milk of it all. So the director here, I know, <laughs> I got to do some cow puns because why not? Um, the director here is Francine McDougal, and we just saw her in Go Figure. And um, well, that was the thing we watched. Um, one of the writers here is Matt Dearborn. He's responsible for Phil of the Future, and he was one of the creators of Even Stevens. And then we have Stu Krieger from Xenon returning once again. Now, in terms of the stars, we have, of course, Ali and AJ. So Allison Milchaka plays uh, Taylor, and Amanda, Amanda Joy, AJ Milchaka plays Courtney. Uh, we talked about Allie, but let's get into uh, AJ because this was her Disney Channel debut, and she was in The Lovely Bones, she was in Secretariat, uh, Steven Universe, uh, She-Ra and the Princesses of Power, which I hear good things about, so I might check out, and currently she's on The Goldbergs. Uh, we have Jack Coleman, who plays Reed, the the daddy, we gonna talk about the daddy. Uh, he's most known for Days of Our Lives, Dynasty, and heroes, and he was also in the office. I didn't even recognize him as the senator. 
Um, Sheila McCarthy plays Fran Walker. Uh, she is a famous Canadian actress. Uh, she was in some things such as Die Hard 2, Orphan Black, and The Umbrella Academy. And apparently, you know, there are a couple uh, musical numbers in this uh, movie, but that's not her singing voice. The voice is actually Blair Reinhardt, um, who was a music coordinator and composer for shows such as A Chappelle Show, 16 and Pregnant, Lincoln Heights, which used to be my show. Okay, I had the DVD collection and High School Musical, which we'll be getting to next time. Uh, Michael Trevino plays Jackson Mead, who had no other clothes but some sleeveless denim. And he was in Vampire Diaries. Uh, Christian Serratos plays Heather Perez. And I know her best as Susie Crabgrass on As a Classified. I, looking at her face, I said, as he really is co-signing. I looked at her, I said, I know where you from. I haven't seen her in a while. But uh, she was also on The Walking Dead. Uh, she plays Selena in the Netflix series. That, that was that's what I knew her from. Selena. Okay, she looks the same. This is like 15 years ago. <laughs> did you? Okay, pause. Did you like that series? Because I felt it was unnecessary. I never, I never finished it. I mean, I, you know, I learned a lot more about the beginning of her life that I didn't know before. But you know, I stopped before the murder. So, mm. <laughs> so okay. yeah, okay, yeah. I just mm, beyond the movie. That's it. Um, and then she was also Angela in Twilight. And yes, we will get to that at some point. Um, Ron Gabriel, I know. <laughs> Much to Andrea's chagrin. Uh, Ron Gabriel plays Melvin. Um, there wasn't much on him. Uh, Chris Gallinger plays Felipe, the French foreign exchange student. Um, and he's going to reappear in Twitches 2. Uh, Von Flores plays Nick Perez. He, Brittany, you should recognize him because he was Manny's dad in Degrassi. Now, I don't know how many episodes. Wait, yes. The, um, what's her name? Hannah's dad? Manny. No, no, no. In this movie, it was Hannah. What's her name? Oh, the, Heather. The friend? Heather's yeah. dad. Yeah. yeah I yeah. knew he looked familiar. Yeah, I ain't seen him in a couple seasons, though, but. Well, girl, we know she didn't really. Well, anyway. Um, <laughs> in terms of parental figures, they weren't super present. Um, Yeah. <laughs> Alex Hood plays Richie Miller. Um, he voiced the brain on Arthur um, from 2002 to 2006. And he was also a key character in Beyblade, which I never got into that. I was more a Pokemon person. Uh, also, Madeline Lost in Paris. He played Pepito. That's like one of my little movies oh, I used to love. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, Paula Brancati. Brittany, you know her. Uh, she plays Sarah Van okay. Dyke, the lead raggedy in this. But the way I she screamed <laughs> when she came on the TV, I said, is that Jane who yes. is with Spencer? Who I don't know if she's it, things change so much. But I, I was like, wow, she was on this show and Degrassi at the same time, essentially. Almost. So maybe I think Degrassi was. Oh, no, they didn't end for a couple years. So, no. But I was like, wow, the pool is getting small. And then we mm -hmm. had Craig on whatever that. Was it Mom's Got a Day with the Vampire? Mm -hmm. Looking lost. Just <laughs> yeah. lost in the South. Clueless. He always looks a little unstable. You know, but. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's Jane Vaughn from Degrassi. Um, Michael Rose plays Bob. Evil Bob. Uh, he was recently in The Handmaid's Tale. Um, Dylan Roberts plays Ralph. And he did some voice work for Kablam, which was my jam back in the day. That was my show. Um 
Ordina Stevens-Thompson plays Joyce, so shout out to a strong Black lead. Uh, she was also in The Handmaid's Tale and The Umbrella Academy. There was also one other Black man at the factory, but I couldn't find anything uh, for him. But shout out to you, sir. You know who you are. And then Jean Yoon plays Corinne, who is the housekeeper. And she's most known for Orphan Black and Kim's Convenience. So she I recognize the- her, too. Yeah, she was in the play and the show. And then finally, of course, as we know, this movie was inspired by The Simple Life, which I did used to watch and enjoy as a as a tween or a teen. I don't know how it was, <laughs> but wow, what a what a time to be alive. So, yeah, so that is our pop culture segment so we can get into it. So the movie opens with the driver's test. Uh, Taylor is getting her. Uh, doing her tests, trying to get her license. Um, Courtney is planning for her cotillion. Uh, the dad and Bob are talking about going to see some butterflies. And there's another driving lesson with uh, the farmer's son. So what did you think about this opening with the driver's test and the way that they set up the plot here? It was too long. I mean, um, what's her face? Allie is good. Like, She's a good actress, and I wasn't completely irritated with her, but um, both of them are. But it was too long. This driving test thing lasted too long. I was ready for it to be over. And then they had the nerve to have another driving test later, and I don't know why those two things couldn't be combined. But I guess it was a good way of showing that she was um, a privileged white lady, so... (laughs) Yeah, when she started to make it about her and get all sad... You're not going to fail me, are you? Well, then I'm going to come back every single day. And I'm only going to request you again and again and again. It's like, oh, my goodness. All right. We know those tactics. Um, I felt like it was also too long because I'm like, they have been driving for five years. Like, they basically went on a cross-country road trip. I don't. That My driving test was like a, co- a couple turns around the block and back into the parking lot. But. It's stuff like this, too, that really makes you think, oh, I have to get my license at 16. And then if I don't, I've missed out. And I didn't get my license till I was 20, I think. I think I was 20 when I got mine. And I always had felt behind. Anyway, I do. I did like seeing Allie. And she very much looks the same, I feel like, in every role that she plays. <laughs> this that, that strong 2000s fashion. It is it has not changed between any movie she's in, Phil of the Future. Like, it is very much 10 different patterns. You got a little sleeve here, or there's some kind of net like cardigan, sweater, um, the jewelry. It, take, it took me back. I do have to say, the banner on the side of the car that's supposed to cost $200, like Jasmine would say, they definitely got that from Party City. That thing looks so cheap. I said, you paid 200 Absolutely. for that. See, I wasn't entirely sure what they were talking about was $200. I, I heard them say banner, but I thought it was like something we couldn't see because it was like for the party or something. <laughs> I didn't Mm-mm. realize it was the thing on the car. It was that sad uh, thing on the side it. of the car. Somebody printed out at home. At home. On the HP printer. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, I I agree. It was long. And I feel like they could have replaced some of that with actual story. Because there were some things missing here. I said, no, that don't make no sense. But like you were saying, Brittany, it made you all these movies like, oh, a driving test. And then you're all stressed out. And you're like, I got to get a license. And then I'm supposed to get a car. And girl, wasn't nobody trying to give me no car. <laughs> Which was fine. Looking back, I was mad. 
because my mind had been warped by all these these uh, movies. But I'm like, I didn't need one. So anyway, um, but also I didn't have a driver's test. Like, I well, you know what? Let me not. Wait, you didn't. You did driving range, right? Whatever it's called. Yeah, I took the class, and then See, I just had to log my hours. And they yep. said, "Girl, I left halfway yep. through because the instructor was kind of mean." And me now, thirty-one-year-old, could have handled it, but me back then, sixteen-year-old, I was a cream puff, and it was too much Aww. for me. So I lasted halfway through, and I said, "I'm never coming back again." And that's also part of too, why I didn't get my license because I didn't finish. I never finished that. <laughs> Let's talk about that afterwards, because I feel like we may have been in similar places. But anyway, um, yeah, so I didn't do the whole thing with the person. And that would have stressed me out. I think I had to identify the signs. And that was it. I had to take the written test. But yeah. We all took it. And they. Yes. Well, I'm going to stop talking. I know. <laughs> like, I'll take my no, so I really could have gotten my license so much earlier. I Girl. went through so much trying to learn how to drive. and Yeah. C- CPS is another whole thing. So anyway. If you if you're from there, you know you know. Okay, um, but I did laugh when uh, he took over the conversation. <laughs> she was like, "Here's the phone." Well, first of all, she was responsible. Okay, she pulled over to the side of the road. Now, should he should she have done that? No, but I mean, she did the right thing. But when she gave him the phone, it was like, "Okay, tell her this," and he went along with it. And him falling for the flattery and manipulation that did make me laugh. So you know, there's that. Um, and yes, the outfit. The hat, in particular, I said, oof, what a time. Okay, so after she gets her license and they spend too much money on a banner that she pre-ordered, and then this is where they introduce the hidden talents. So Taylor was good at math, which ultimately didn't really go anywhere, and Courtney was good at computers. That comes a little bit later. But um, Andrea is our resident um, STEM advocate. Did you this is the question that was on your mind no was it but you know i don't remember courtney being good at computers or her using a computer in fact the opposite i remember her messing up with computers later on Mm -hmm. so that part doesn't click but you know like i mean i wish they would have used it for something the math Mm -hmm. thing i enjoy math as a superpower but you know, she did some bath in her head, and it was, it was fine. <laughs> I just, um, yeah, I was waiting for it to come back and be something they could use to save the farm, but right, it just kind of. I mean, I, I mean, Allie used it in calculating, like, oh, if we speed this up by this many seconds, you know, or we do this by this many. So she used it. Courtney, I never saw her use a computer. There's no evidence that she is a whiz. I have to believe what Allie said in that. It's not enough for me. <laughs> and then also in 2000, at this point, every teenager has been using a computer for years. Do the computer whiz thing was cute in like 1999. But in this, in that time, <laughs> was there any child who wasn't a computer whiz? <laughs> she said that's played out. Right. <laughs> Courtney, you're not special. <laughs> at all. At all. Yeah, no, they didn't provide any evidence, so I don't know. But we're gonna get into it where I feel like that would have come in handy. But yeah, just just wanted to do, just ask because that's also how I used to practice math because my mom would have me calculate the discounts for a sale. Oh, and I, oh my god! <laughs> and then do it like this, snap right. Do it, don't do it fast enough. I did something wrong. I'm like, oh lord, I gotta know my. Uh. <laughs> my mom knew better than to ask me because we'd be in that store all day. I'm done. <laughs> 
pretty. She knows how <laughs> math stressed me out, even as a kid. I used to read oh. in my math classes. Bro, I'm, I'm done. They wrote it oh. on my report card once. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. it was third grade. Oh. <laughs> Look, that, it's fine. Everyone has their gifts. So next we get to this this scene with the dad and Bob. And it was at this very moment. As soon as Bob's little face came on screen, I said, oh, he's the villain. All righty. Been watching too many of these to know. So what did y'all think about this surprise trip and the dad's willingness to leave behind his children to be in a remote area? <laughs> I never know. trust a man named Bob. Mm-hmm. Especially not a white man named Bob. Or a white man named Bob with dark hair because that... <laughs> That's how I knew he was evil. He was the one with dark hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's Disney logic, but in this case, it still holds true in real life. Of course, thought... he collects butterflies. Like, what kind of obscure? <laughs> he uses Why? all these butterflies in his office. Because he's wholesome and, and good. That's how you know. He's blonde. He collects, butter, collects butterflies. He has blonde children. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm but but they're living paycheck to paycheck. But yeah, that good. Hold on to that, okay? Because we're gonna dive in. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. To the yeah. business practices. <laughs> yes, I have a lot. To That's say. how I was okay. like. There's a lot going on in this movie. Okay, there Disney, was a lot going on in this movie. Because mm, we haven't talked about capitalism since 13th year, so we're <laughs> <laughs> gonna get into it. So. So, yeah, the evil business partner, Bob, was like, hey, you know, you want this butterfly? I got you a trip. Now, I would have been like, hey, Bob, where's this money coming from? Because we both work at the same place. Now, what is going on? And then he was like, oh, your daughter's a teenager. She won't care if you're there for an important yeah. moment in her life. I was like, mm, I don't know. I don't know. For her <laughs> Even if she said she didn't care, that's still like, mm, yeah, you're the, you're the dad. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like it doesn't matter. Like you should be there. Just a mess. Um, so he. But, like, but in oh, terms of like him being on vacation, I didn't think twice about him wanting to be on a remote island looking at butterflies. I mean, you know, he was rich. He had his th the things he liked to do, so <laughs> it was it was fine. It, but it, it it like overlapping with the cotillion and in terms of bob like i would have planned that trip at a different time a less you know something something less conspicuous i guess <laughs> that was that was a stressful week to plan it i don't know anyway yeah the red flags were flagging and he was like oh, okay it's fine you know whatever um so yes yeah, so because then, he's good and wholesome jasmine and he just sees boo, only the good people <laughs> um yeah, so so once he decides, yeah, sure, I'm going to go on a little trip, the dad surprises Taylor with the mom's old car that's gotten, you know, reconditioned and all that. And then he's like, hey, it's a stick shift, so you got to go down to the farm and have uh, Jackson teach you. Why you're sending her to a teenage boy to learn how to drive? I don't know. Um, know, instead of like a responsible adult, he's country and he's been working on the farm <laughs> since he was nine years old. Oh no, Brittany, I really, um, I'm sorry, I have to, I have to step away. From, I'm taking a hiatus from the podcast because I cannot do this. <laughs> I'm through, but truly, it was like he's a laborer, so he's why not? 
And it's also a Hallmark movie, and she's the big important city girl, and he's the country boy. And they have to they have to have some reason to associate with each other. I mean, it's pretty much horse sense, just with a couple. You know. no, I mean, no, I'm saying sense. the whole because like the rural versus city, like rich. I'm rich, oh. and here I'm going down to the farm and saving the business. I mean, okay. not exactly, which I'm I'm surprised they didn't force a romance into that too, for uh. What's his name? The older one. But anyway, that's an aside. Well, he had a romance he was trying to get out of. Sorry. I'm not going to classify that because that was just... mm, Anyway. (laughs) But, um, or like, you know, some woman at the farm. But anyway. Yeah, so he goes down there and his daddy is like, look, you're going to teach her because he is the number one business owner. That's our employer. So you're going to do it. So they're driving and he is... um, this whole there's just a pattern of people being mean. Uh, for I mean I get it, but also no re- no reason that we were shown as the audience. She's trying right, to drive a stick right. shift. It's not an easy thing to do. Uh, I don't know how to do it, and I have never actually wanted to learn. But there's that. And he's just like she's like, girl, stop yelling at me. Okay, I'm trying, but people like you. This is why you can't do it. It was just like all right. <laughs> he was dismissive. I mean, she was dismissive in the beginning. So I guess if there was that history of her also being condescending, it makes sense. That Which he you know there it. is. Yeah, well, they had a little <laughs> bit of it in the beginning when she showed up. So it gave us that. I feel like that wasn't as out of place as, like, later when everybody started attacking them. Like, yes, grown like adults. The actual adults. <laughs> it's like, okay, chill. They don't make the decisions for the company. <laughs> it was you should wild. be directing that energy at Bob. And, oh, uh, yeah, so we're definitely going to get there. But, yeah, so this is, like, the fir- the ease into ease into that whole thing. Um, so, clearly, this is going to be the romantic interest. She forgets to put on the parking brake. Even though she didn't forget, you didn't tell her because this is her first time driving yes. a stick shift. So, really, it's her fault for running, jumping out the truck for a cow that was minding its own business. <laughs> so, I wasn't sure what the emergency was. He but- did. I thought something was wrong. I thought I had, like, collapsed or something. You just, hey, girl, boo, you know, I'm just chilling. I don't know. But Martha is a pregnant cow. Let me specify that for <laughs> the listeners who don't know. It's not a human being. This is a, a pregnant cow that's just hanging out uh, at the farm. So, yeah, the truck goes under. The dad's like, how much was it? Like $2,400? It was $8,000. Yeah, and 2000 for the repairs. <laughs> and she did the math right. with the discount card. That car, I need. I'm like, I need to know what car she got because just discounts on everything. But yeah, I don't know any anything else on the driving, the second driving lesson. Um, no, okay. <laughs> nah, I'm ready to get I into didn't, the I didn't. Right. It got me when the car fell into the like sunk into the lake. I thought that was I was like, ooh, <laughs> drama. <laughs> Not dr- yes, drama at all. But this is also where. Uh, I don't know if they were intentionally writing her character this way, but the way that throughout the movie they would apologize and be like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm just a terrible person. Like, yeah. I don't even know why I'm alive. Like, she centered herself uh, in that moment. It's like, okay, we know what you're doing. But, it was, you know, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a learned behavior. So I was, so wait, y'all said 800 plus 2,000? Yeah, yeah, 800 okay. to get it out the water. That's because I just I just finished cares. this movie right before. Oh yeah, you started, so <laughs> it's fresh. <laughs> so what got me? You tripping on this 
2800 let's say and next thing we know courtney said oh my cotillion is 25k $25,000. so i said so wait a minute because i know that it come from the, the from the creamery now what is going on here now this oh go ahead Brittany. Nah, i say you know he's got some stuff going on on the side making money some kind of way that's impossible because he's good and wholesome and people who are good and wholesome don't do that so i don't know what you're talking about he got hoodwinked by bob i'm sure there's something in there he got hoodwinked be because he's good and wholesome i am so i'm done well, right that's now. Whole company everything collapsed as soon as he left but this is my first question to you andrea because everyone listening we have a resident in-house expert on the cotillion okay because our friend did she is uh very rich very wealthy and she was a part of this uh ruling class and so she actually has been a part of this sacred uh ceremony so andrea uh what are your thoughts on you know the the orange dress the the budget so you got me i did not see this coming but um in terms of a a cotillion there the rules were a little different right this seemed like a big party for no reason other than to have a big party the cotillion was supposed to be coming out as a woman you know all that stuff i you know i don't have to share my opinions about that but <laughs> but there there was a lot more like there was a lot more behind it we had to like go to practices and um, we had to like the dress had to be white and had to look like that poofy princess dress. We had rules. We were just like pl- sitting in a at our dad's pool planning it. <laughs> so it wasn't a cotillion in the way that I am familiar, but I am also not wealthy in spite of what Jasmine has just said. So <laughs> I I feel like though, as someone who attended the cotillion and I got to witness everything, that was an event. This. In the movie, True, it looked like yeah. somebody's backyard barbecue. Yeah. Oh, that they threw together for all the people to have all that money, and the final result was was that truly, truly, because that cotillion was nice. It was very nice. It was elegant. It was fancy. They they would just say, "Hey, let's go to the barn." I I would like to say that I didn't get to experience any of that because I was backstage, um, changing clothes and stuff. So. <laughs> I didn't see the elegance or the fancy. Oh, it was all for us. right? At your table, all your invited invited guests, we experienced it. Yes. Well, trust me, it was it was an event. I had a great time. I love it. Yes. Thank you for the behind the scenes tea. And as we go along, well, we might get into some more stuff. But yes, you know, they spent a hundred k. I said for what? But hundred k. I <laughs> weddings don't even cost that much, girl. And y'all are what? 14, 13, I don't even know, but absolutely not. So they do that. They the planning. They get to the house. Uh, they're rich, so they had organic soup or beans or whatever they were about to cook in that little pan. In that can, though. And I'm like, if you're rich, are you eating canned? <laughs> Sad can. See, someday adding up with the money. I'm telling you. It wasn't. The, the daddy said he got money, but... And they only opened one can. I was like, that wouldn't be enough for me. I, no, <laughs> I, I don't know that. what they were doing because the the decor, the interior wasn't giving upper class either. Um, I was confused by 
<laughs> everything in the house. And then the area, I don't know. Because they were really trying to stress, like, they are rich. And obviously, like, that's relative. But I was like, this looked like all the other decom homes. So I don't, it's not really giving. But it's fine. Um, so, yeah. So they're like, hey, girl, they found some orange shoes at the mall. I said, okay. Uh, but they're like, bye. They throw a cloth on the flames. On the <laughs> And burn, almost burned down the home. I don't know how they just burned down the kitchen. I don't know. But what did y'all think about the, the carelessness or rather the lack of focus that they framed it as? I knew they were going to do something the way they zoomed in on that can. You knew that there was going to be something's about to happen with this can. So, but, I, you know, I haven't seen this movie in years. So actually, I was trying to remember what happened. I knew that something happened with all their money being gone. I remembered that, but then I thought, oh, maybe they also lose all their house. Like I was trying to remember why they ended up working in the dairy factory. And I thought it was because the house burned down and they didn't have a choice, but to work, to make money. (laughs) I was a little off, but (laughs) they're lucky that I guess somebody came within five minutes of the thing catching on fire because they were about to lose everything. But I guess it was supposed to illustrate they can't be trusted but somebody might have died. Like, my goodness. I was like, this is this is us all over again. Why? Uh, so, yes, because they zoomed in on the can, I knew, and they were, you know, they were cooking, and they were having struggling opening the can, and the fact that it was a can in this house. Anyway, again, if I'm rich, I'm not eating canned soup. I don't care if it's organic, vegan, whatever. So that was all weird. And I was like, they're going to burn the house down. That's, that's what's going to happen. They're gonna cook this sad soup that's not enough for the both of them and they're going to um burn the house down now i didn't think that they were gonna leave and burn the house down i thought they were gonna be like there when it happened but it was funny to me when she just threw the thing I was like let's go <laughs> Shopping. we gotta go get those periwinkle shoes <laughs> no women be shopping oh dear uh, the flames were so high on that gas stove. I said, <laughs> they've never been in here before. I I was really concerned. There's no way. But yeah. And it took I, two of them to open the can, put the soup in the pot. <laughs> it Because she's supposed to be a computer whiz, but she ain't plug in the I, electronic we device. We did not see her on one computer this entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting. I was waiting. And then the dad, well, first... They only, I don't know how they only burned that one particular spot in the kitchen, I guess, for convenience sake. And then the daddy was like, I don't know what to do with y'all. Like, where did I mess up? I'm like, I don't know. Try to reflect on the past 16 years. I don't don't know because you raised the, you. And then I was trying to figure out how long ago did the mom die? Was it recent? Like, I couldn't tell. Did I miss something? Yeah, we, I don't think they told us. But it was early. It was late enough that they all had full memories of her, mm-hmm. and she broke up fights between the two of them. So I was trying to figure it out myself. But if they I didn't had, actually explicitly say. If I had to guess, it was probably before the oldest one became a teenager, and then all of this dad just throwing money at them stuff happened mm-hmm. with, while they were being a teenager. While they were being teenagers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, they did make it seem like if the mom was here, if that perhaps things yeah. would have been different. Mm-hmm. But see, the mom died, and the dad said, 
these people don't need to get paid that much and right. took off and the whole company changed. <laughs> That's why they couldn't believe he was a good man. He's a good man, Savannah. But yeah, the whole, and I bring up the mom because essentially he told them that they burned down all the mom's memories um, in so many words because her favorite room was the kitchen. And I'm going to go back to almost Christmas where the mom's okay, spirit, her spirit in the pots and the pans. The pots and pans. It was in the pots and pans. All we knew about the mama, okay? She was a nice white lady. Uh, she made yogurt. Even though I'm like, there's only but so many ways to make yogurt. Yeah, she had yeah. the but recipe. She had the best yogurt the recipe best, in the whole wide world. Can nobody make yogurt like her? <laughs> and she stayed in the kitchen. So, wow. What a three-dimensional character we have on our hands. So, uh, that's the mom. And so, because of all this... He is like, y'all need to work. Now, he still is like, I'm gone. I'm going to Ecuador, regardless of whether you burn the house down or not. But y'all are going to work, which I thought was a weird choice. So, you know, I don't know. But any well, okay. I, I think the the dad going on vacation thing isn't unrealistic if you're tired. <laughs> you really oh, need to get away. It's not realistic. Or, sorry, it's not unrealistic. It like, was just you, like, you already paid. Our ticket's already paid for it's only a week. He's not like he's gonna be gone for that long. They're teenagers. It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> I get. I'm sorry, but if they, if my kids almost like burned the house down, I'm like, you know, maybe I need to postpone. Like we need to. But do that's something. why you said to work. If they're at, if they're at work all day, they can't burn the house. Down. He sent Corinne to be at the house to make sure they wouldn't cook. Oh my goodness, she can mother the kids. <laughs> it's fine. Anyway, all right. So they finally get to the job. Did nobody prepare them for work? Because they showed up in the quintessential 2000s business casual oh. that we were oh, wearing. The pants, the pants to the knees. The professional the capris. <laughs> so bad. It's so... Okay, and there was an outfit just like that that Mia was wearing on Degrassi a couple episodes ago. And she had on, and she's supposed to be this model, right? And she had on. The the same pants, cargo pants that stop at the knee with a business shirt on, black tights, and the heels, the same heels that Allie was wearing. And I said, wow, it was really a dark time for fashion. <laughs> We've come a long, truly a long way. Yikes. Just the colors alone. And, you know, we've talked about Japan at least the last three episodes. And here we go again with the um, appropriation. The, like, vaguely <laughs> Asian shirt and the chopsticks. How, yeah. I had the chopsticks, though. How long this lasted. Like, I didn't realize that we were doing this for years at this point. <laughs> yeah, a long time. But, yeah, I'm not going to go on front. I had them chopsticks, too. For what? Yeah. I don't know. I think I just bought them to look at because they weren't going anywhere. Yeah. No, nowhere near my hair. I didn't even bother. I wanted them, but I knew it wasn't coming out. So <laughs> I tried, but they like when you her hair is perm, they just kind of slide right through. So <laughs> <laughs> you, I would have to like put my hair in a ponytail a specific way. Right. And then put another ponytail over it to try to hold the chopsticks in. It was a lot of maneuvering. I will say I did enjoy how Courtney kept the hair accessories on top of the net. Like, when she had the chopsticks mm -hmm. through the net, I said, okay. I mean, love it for the character, but I just, I cannot. Um, so, yeah, what y'all think about the first day and how they just uh, ruined everything in, like, five minutes? Everything they touched was contaminated. Every single, and there wasn't nobody in that factory wearing gloves. That yogurt, 
is not safe. I mean, they were trying to show them being smart. They showed Allie being smart. They didn't show AJ being smart in the whole thing, which I guess maybe was the point. I don't know. But it was sending me when they walked into the cafeteria for lunch and the way the black people were looking at them (laughs) was having me dying. Um, I was like, in real life, they probably would have been sitting closer together as opposed to scattered amongst <laughs> the others in the cafeteria but okay mm-hmm. um if we're also talking about the first day we're including the whole like is it the dance scene in the lunchroom <laughs> yeah let's 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 talk about it real quick because i what was, the, dairy, what was um, the band called the dairy band the milk band the dairy musicians were? i don't know i wrote know. down the name of the other band but not this one they they said the session was called Homemade Jams, but I don't remember what the band name was. Okay, I'm going to call it the Dairy Band. Might as well. Sorry, Brittany. I, yeah, Brittany, go ahead. No, no, I mean, I was glad that at least everybody was, there were multiple people dancing, not just that black man, because it was giving a vibe. <laughs> didn't appreciate <laughs> He took up too much of that screen. It made me very uncomfortable. Yeah, I, I, I didn't like. I didn't like the look. I didn't like the the, the juxtaposition with the music and the the people sitting at the table. It was not good. It was not, not good. But you know that they put that on the TV because they're like, yeah, that's what they're used to. So nothing seemed out of place to them. I go ahead, Andrea. No, I was gonna. I go ahead. Because if we're gonna talk about it, like this is one of the things. Again, because I know, you know, Andre is keeping up with um, how many times they're saying that um, the daddy is great, but wholesome and good. Yeah. Um, mm, he's a benevolent, um, wealthy man. Um, <laughs> I just it felt the work environment felt toxic to me um, as an adult and. We're, what we're not going to do, okay, first of all, the thing with the small company, no secrets, that's for real. Um, but also, again, they're like, oh, we're a family. Nope, we sure are not. This is a job. We're in a contract. I provide my labor and expertise for payment, so we're not family. Um, so I really thought, I thought this movie was going to take a different turn. Because, again, I loved it as a kid, but I have not seen it since uh, 2006. So in my mind, I had written a whole thing where they were going to go in, realize what was going on and approve the business practices because we're not going to do homemade jams. Okay. Because work is not fun. Okay. And trying to infuse, okay. I don't know. (laughs) We talked about this before and I'm not saying you can't have fun at work, but the manufactured fun, like, Hey guys, during your work time where you get a break from toiling away in this factory, you you have to make music because, you know, the factory workers, music just lifts their spirits. So that's what we're going to give to them. You know, just they have a little fun. They'll just dance around. It'll be great. And they'll be more productive. And then we'll have more profit. It was just like, yikes. Because it's not a raise. Of, right. Exactly. Everyone is more. barely making ends meet. One missed paycheck and you lose the house. You lose One. the cow. You lose the wife. <laughs> Can't pay I for should... school tuition. Can't pay your mortgage. Nothing. But he said, yeah, just make some music. And the fact that they sang a song about working in the factory. I was like, this is um, 
giving dystopia, but it's fine. So yeah, you know, he just he gave wanted to give music to the poor's. It's fine. So yeah, but so that look, was that. Looking at it from the lens of 2006, though. Yes, historian. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm just not a historian. I have no, no facts to share. I'm just saying back then we had to pretend like we like life was work and like we were unfulfilled if we weren't like always at work. And you even if you didn't feel that way, you had to pretend because what else are you doing? And so having a workplace where there where you feel like a family <laughs> was was idealistic <laughs> but then 2020 happened and um we, the we didn't have to act like that anymore so <laughs> oh thank goodness child but no that's real and i mean there's still some people who you know their work is their identity and that's fine but like i and i think that the people the characters in this movie really did think highly of the daddy and was like yeah we're all cool and that's why we're gonna work for they free did. but from outside looking in how they not making money but he could drop 25k on a raggedy barbecue <laughs> truly a cookout like come on just go to the park reserve at that point but yeah so i don't know sorry the the band and them jigging around really got me i said <laughs> oh no what is yeah. it just came out of nowhere i was not ready what is what in, is going on? Um, and yeah, and then they were. Allie was like, "Hey, me and my sister are singers," and I was like, "Oh, that's cute." But he was like, "No, this yeah, band they, is working class only." They shut that down banjos. real quick. I was just like, "Oh my gosh, this is too much." It was really Thomas, too much. Mm-hmm. Thomas the hater. Yes. <laughs> okay, wait. Let me say because when he was complaining to um, Allie about the missed time. I say, you're going to turn this from four minutes of mistime to five minutes because you keep talking. Just implement her suggestion and keep it moving. Exactly. I, I don't know. I would have been irritated with her, too, because you're messing me up and then you're flippant about it. And then and then, you know, you're you, she comes up with a solution, but only because you messed up. So you should come up with a solution. And I'm unimpressed. I- yeah, and I would also be annoyed. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but it's all also like you put these girls. Clearly, you all have feelings about their work ethic and competency. I mean, he didn't assign them there, but somebody assigned them there, and which their dad did. That's the other thing. They're they're forced on them. Which is, they have to pretend yeah, like they're which is a pro, like. And I'm not sure I would be any different. Setting them up for failure. <laughs> they really to have did. them. Like I, I would have rather have them just with the plastic nowhere near the materials that are the actual yogurt from the best recipe ever <laughs> <laughs> yeah no they didn't set them up for success at all they didn't know they had no orientation they didn't know what clothes to wear the dad just said get up tomorrow and yeah go over here. they didn't get rain boots like everyone else to do so and no one they just said hey put on the outfit and go on down the line like as opposed to like okay maybe you should go home and come back <laughs> or or like, or maybe I'll we'll show you. do something else for today, and then tomorrow come back with the right clothes. I I don't know. I think they were expecting a lot out of these girls who clearly don't know how to do any, like have never had to work for anything. No, and it's not like they were rude. Now, should they have been? I would have been irritated too, you know. But I'm not gonna go as hard as Thomas did uh, <laughs> throughout the movie because y'all should not be fighting over a phone on the line and they put their nasty unwashed hands all up through in the yogurt in the yogurt and i'm like mm. well they threw that yogurt away there was something far more disgusting that happens later in the movie so oh yeah <laughs> was it the and 
Okay. Well, let's get where. Well, yeah. I'll wait till we get there. I'm ready. <laughs> um, and just an aside, they were also trying to give us like the I Love Lucy um chocolate conveyor belt vibe, and um, it I mean, didn't work. they they tried. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> so yeah, we talked about the disapproving stares in the lunchroom. And in real life, nobody would give them, they would pay them dust, but that's fine. Um, so yeah, they have a little band. Oh, also, this is where solidified Uncle Bob, one, he, he asked them to call him uncle, which gross. And then two, he's doing evil stuff in the Excel file. And then he's like, oh, no. So then, I don't know. So I also thought that this movie was going to be about them modernizing the business. But that had nothing to do with anything. Because, anyway, we'll get into it. But they didn't do nothing. <laughs> no, because if you modernize the business, you lose jobs on the farm. I'm just like, which it was the... <laughs> <laughs> you put everybody out of work and he can't do that because he cares so much for the people who are not making ends meet at all. I'm like, okay. Uh I was surprised the daddy even came back. I was like, what if they're in it together? Like, we gone. We just gonna disappear. Um, this is also where we realize that they get paid weekly. So everyone's getting paid and they're like, how much do I get? I'm like, girl, y'all didn't even sign no W-2 form. I don't know what's going on. But Melvin, the accountant man who writes checks by hand, um, he he was like, just stick your pretty little nose to the grindstone. I said, ew, can we not? do this and she was like oh i'm glad i'm surprised you're still here and he was gagged and i lived um so we see the <laughs> so we see jackson in another sleeveless shirt and he was like hey are you slumming out here and i said okay um but this she offers to bring him the check for the truck and they essentially set up a date and so they're getting ready for the date but she falls asleep and then there's also a subplot with Courtney is trying to get a date to the cotillion with the French exchange student. So anything about the date and the, the Richie plot? Uh, yes. It's uh, how you say, uh, would you like to go to the dance with me in my country? We are. Wee wee. Baguette. Je ne sais quoi. Oh my God. That man. Say, isn't that darling? Had... I could have been casting that role <laughs> with his the accent that he had. I had to look him up because that was rough. It was bad. It was Felipe, bad. It was, was really rough. bad. It I was cringe really bad. at like in a French movie if they had an American person and a French person making fun of what an American sounds like. I cringe at what that, <laughs> what that is because <laughs> this was rough. Also, the word cotillion is French, so... Right! He would have how you say cotillion. That's what I was saying. Like, you know what that is. <laughs> but, you know, gotta be coy for the American girls. Oh, we gotta watch Passport to Paris. Okay, anyway. Putting it on the... <laughs> Put it on the list. Putting it on the list. Um, yeah, so anything else with uh, Jackson spraying the axe? Oh, my god! I'm, I'm glad that that's gone. Remember the way that it, it the this I can still I don't remember. I don't know if smell. the boys do it. Me too. I hope the boys have moved on. Oh, I keep seeing. I mean, assholes. I know it like still exists as a product, but I'm hoping that people aren't dousing themselves in it. Anymore. Like the way that sixth grade boys aggressively would bathe in the scent. I think I think they were still trying to. I think they didn't figure out that it didn't replace the shower. So, Oof. talk about it. But. But him getting dressed for this thing and him being completely shirtless, I was like, oh, in a Disney movie? 
I was I was like shocked. I was I was like clutching my pearls. And then then I went on this whole thing. If the reverse was true and Allie and AJ were shirtless, this would be they wouldn't even be allowed. And it's okay. <laughs> so I had I had to like like bring myself out of it, but I was shocked. I was like in this wholesome family movie. <laughs> They have this child shirtless. <laughs> yeah, something about it. It was very long, I felt like. And he picked up, uh, he had like seven of the same exact style shirt. It wasn't that hard of a decision. But I think I feel like it's one of the first times of seeing. I don't even think we've seen it before. I guess they were. They it were like, and when they were. But they were younger. Years, yeah. They were swimming. But they were swimming. It yeah, they it. were like. Who was swimming? They were like. In the 13th year. 13 like oh. little kids you've yeah. seen it but not like this teenager and like at the point of the scene is to show you look he's got yeah. muscles mm-hmm. that, that I think that is a first and I was like oh I don't remember this at all I don't but remember that at all this scene is entirely too long it was too much for me as an adult yeah at least at least Michael uh Joey Lawrence you know he was a grown man Okay, and they did oh, that yeah. for the parents. They did that for the parents. So was he? Was he shirtless? He wasn't. He wasn't shirtless. He had on a little tank top. That's what I was like. Oh. That seemed to be the the extent. But I was like, oh no, <laughs> I can see your whole skin. Oh lord, too much. <laughs> and whole skin. It was. It was too much for me. Um, yikes. Um. So yeah. So they. But okay. Her being tired. I understand being tired that from working funny. because. <laughs> but if you know you're tired and you lay down on purpose, you didn't want to go over there. Like <laughs> I said the same thing. If you, if you really wanted to go, then you wouldn't have fallen asleep. You would have been tired later. Exactly. So I don't know. Um, did y'all have any thoughts on the rich, rich, the the other rich person who was literally named Richie? And he was just like, I don't care about girls. I just and there will there be video games there. <laughs> he was oh. entertaining to me. He was he the same age as them? I he was only there in that one scene, I think, and then just like the I was there at the end. Forgot about him. Yeah, he looked younger than them. I didn't really fully understand what they were doing Me until either. they until they you know said that the French air quotes French kid was the was this exchange student, which again he looked thirty and the child looked twelve. So I don't know. <laughs> He was an exchange student. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> the whole thing was ridiculous. Um, and the last part here that I would do want to point out that got me um when she woke up at 5:30 and AJ came in, it was like, you know what the worst part is? We gotta go back to work again. I said, Well, welcome. You're gonna have the same conversation the rest of your life. <laughs> that really hit me. Um, all right, so. Welcome to adulting. So now it's it's popping off. Okay. Bob's scheme is on step three or whatever. So they come in the next day. Melvin, there's about to be an angry mob. Melvin is trying to calm everyone down because the checks have bounced. And they're like, who, what, and why? What's going on? And they're like, hey, these two teens who happen to be related to our boss, what's going on? So they get real hostile. Um, they figure out that Bob is the villain. I was like, that's relatively quick for this. Um, and then they try to plan, but nothing really happens. They have a lot of meetings and conversations. And then Courtney is also planning for the cotillion. So what are y'all's thoughts? There's a lot going on. So let's start with the chicks and the Bob revelation. What, what are y'all's thoughts there? 
So I feel like nobody liked Bob ever because the way they hopped to him in a second, they that that was been there. Nobody liked this man. Um, I think the way that they, the energy they had for the girls was unfair. Like I get that they're upset and then there's nobody else to complain to because the dad is gone. But also 16 year old, like how much stay with these girls have had they're dropping cell phones and milk like they <laughs> clearly don't really know what's going on I think that they were harsh because Allie has started to try to tell them she would figure out a plan to get the money back and they're like get off the stage throw the tomatoes <laughs> where are the pitchforks like they turned into the mob from Beauty and the Beast it was a lot and Thomas stayed being a hater and Thomas had a little friend who was also a hater whose name I never got but they were both raggedy. Now, it did make me laugh when the black woman said, if I'm not getting paid, I'm not working. And I say, yes, yes, that is energy. That is an anthem. Yes, agree. Let them know you are not free labor. <laughs> that made me laugh. But they were going too hard. And I was like, some of this energy, did you have this for Bob and the dad? Or were you saving it up for now? And if you were saving it up for now, then that shows that this is the kind of company where you cannot express these things. And in that case, the daddy is not that great of a man, nor is Bob, nor is Miss uh, Country Singer on the microphone. Because, yeah, I, I had questions about the structure of this organization. But this is where we find out that, like, they're living paycheck to paycheck on crumbs. <laughs> crumbs! It, the way that I don't know where to start here. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that it was realistic the way they reacted to these children, specifically these girl children, because they're resentful of their their money, their status, their ignorance. Um, so I didn't necessarily have like it was aggressive, but I didn't. I thought that that was realistic. I didn't necessarily think that they wouldn't have done the same thing to the other dad. I didn't really think about it. I was more on the learning that they're living paycheck, paycheck to paycheck and more how the, how the movie kind of framed that as um, yes, these working class people are living paycheck to paycheck. They're, they work in a factory. They don't deserve to have anything more than that. Cause they just, the way they just glossed over that as if it was a fact of life up against Courtney planning for her a hundred thousand dollar cotillion at her dad's pool or whoever's friend's pool or whatever that but that's okay because her dad owns the company he's rich so they deserve that but the people working there don't deserve to have some security the mortgage every single college (laughs) groceries just they shouldn't that shouldn't be a thing and the way we were okay with that the way the movie just said that's fine that's just how things are that more bothered me than the actual content of the film like them yelling and, at her didn't really get to me because of course they're yelling at her. But that that really set me. And they never yeah. changed that. Like that's the one thing that didn't change. Like she no. found the money to make sure that they could still work, but they're still gonna be living paycheck to paycheck for the rest of their lives. Unless, you know. You pull yourself I, up by your bootstraps. And yeah, that's, that's on you. You those are and, the choices you make. And they got one less employee and still going to be living paycheck to paycheck. And the way all that was swept under the rug. It's like, no, but look over here, though. The cotillion. (laughs) Who cares about these, about poor people? Like, whatever. Uh, We need to plan this little party. Um, But yeah, I mean, all she was offering was a Band-Aid 
on a larger issue that nobody but, was interested yeah. in fi- fixing. Oh, but it is some like the, it is something. The fact I mean, that she, yeah. you know, selfish child was trying to do something. I feel like as a sixteen-year-old who's super rich and privileged, the movie was trying to see help us see that they did frame Allie as like. Yeah. She's better than her sister. I guess her oh, sister came around, but they really absolutely. made us like Allie. And AJ was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I just, and I feel like, I, I I don't know, but I feel like if the dairy goes under and that's the dad's only source of income, then the family also loses all their money. But they probably got something in the Cayman Islands with Bob. Because the dad came back, he was not disturbed, not one bit. Not at all. So I'm she like, pressed at all. not at because all. Because he's good and wholesome, and he only sees the good Ooh. in things, and the and the, he's optimistic about the future, and that's why he's in the position that he's in. Yeah, he's they good. they really harped on this accident of birth thing, and I said, no, no, we're not gonna talk about. Well, it's Disney, but they're not gonna oh. talk about the. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I was saying, and I agree with what Andrew was saying. I was trying to support her. Uh, her previous comment but yeah I just yeah the way things are framed here where it's like this their personal journey is obviously the focus because it's a decom they're all about you know growing up and all that but it's like whoa there's like a lot going on that you're trying to include here and this may be beyond not maybe it is beyond the range and we have seen this so many times but I did not remember all of this happening because there's so much conflict stacked over and over and over as soon as they get you know done doing something it's like oh man here it goes again but yeah i was i was taken aback by all the um adult problems that were going on in the background yeah. but we're like oh whatever <laughs> don't pay attention to that it's just a little just a little hiccup in operations it's fine um so yeah it was it was a lot but i agree when Brittany, when the black woman said i'm not working I clapped. I said, yes, you better tell them. But yeah, everybody had a lot of heat and spice uh, for the teenage girls. But I'm like, did y'all take that up with their daddy when he was here? Because. But they didn't have no reason to. to. But they had no reason to. Nothing happened. But But if you were living paycheck to paycheck. That's just the way things are. Those are the choices that you made and that you have to deal (laughs) with. And And you have to be grateful to the nice white man for um, providing you with jobs. So. That's, Ooh, that's, that's really that's it. What, that's what Disney was saying by making this movie. Oh <laughs> I think I had of it all. <laughs> I had a reaction because it was Allie and it, it well because it was Allie. Mm-hmm. Like not the character but like the person when I when I watched it as opposed to like if you were to substitute an actual rich kid I think from now I would feel very different but because it was them yelling not only the character but i was like yelling at Allie, and she's just trying to help <laughs> i was bothered by it Fair. but if you were to substitute like i don't know one of the kardashian people in there or something oh girl then i would have yeah i would be like all right i will supply the tomatoes okay <laughs> yeah um, but see i'm sure that was part of the casting too it's like let's take people that you know the teens really like and put yeah. them in this role so I mean, and again, as a person that sat and watched The Simple Life, <laughs> like week to week, like I can't really say much because I was like, wow, fascinating. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, there's more shenanigans. So they go after them. They There's more stuff that I don't even know if this is the part with the blueberry and they just mess up operations every day. Um, and then they... 
what was the oh they were at home i think and then they Brittany, to what you said, like, okay, if it goes out of business, then we're not going to have any money anymore. And then at some point, I think that Courtney or AJ said, like, are we going to be poor? And immediately they were like, do not mention poverty. Okay, bite your tongue. We will never be poor. And I was just like, oh, my God. That really just sent me over the edge, uh, given everything we talked about. And then, Bob, what did y'all think about this reveal, quote, unquote, of Bob? Because the... Imagining Bob doing his little Excel file, taking the picture, smashing it, kicking, kicking it, stomping on it, and then throwing it in the trash, and then dipping out really is comical. But what did y'all think about this scene? I thought they jumped to conclusions really fast. <laughs> I mean, we knew Bob was evil, and, you know, we're, we're trying to just move on with all the factory stuff, drama. But I thought that that was a, a large leap unto you because I wouldn't have assumed if this is someone I'm calling uncle because I'm thinking about my dad's best friends I wouldn't have jumped to he's evil and, and took over the company unless previous experience had told me that I never liked him in the first place in which case I would have never called him uncle in the first place <laughs> no matter what he or my dad said <laughs> so that's what I'm I did saying I didn't get it I didn't get how they jumped to it so quickly but it couldn't be dad. It can't be dad because he's good and wholesome. So it has to be the one with the dark hair because it can't be the blonde one. That's there what I'm go. saying. Nobody liked Bob. Not even the girls. Nobody. For them to jump went. to him. I feel like they would have said it was Bob even if it wasn't Bob. Just because if someone sure, had to take well, the fall, it has to be it's Bob. Not gonna be even if dad. it was your dad. Exactly. It's, it's, it's <laughs> dark haired Bob. <laughs> <laughs> we got to keep this lifestyle. Okay. Um, this is where I thought that AJ's, uh, computer skills would go into effect. Like they would be like, Hey, he was on the computer earlier. Let's look, look into his files. Nothing. They just like, how could get to the mainframe? They didn't right. do anything. Nothing. So I'm like, Allie, you just made that up. Um, so yeah, so they go over to the lady's house and immediately her husband was like, yeah, I ain't never like Bob. And I said, Ooh, well, <laughs> What what has Bob been doing these years? Exactly. <laughs> the way he jumped so quick. They have, they, yes. They do not like Because it was, a, they, we were a family 20 minutes ago. What happened right. to that? And now everybody exactly. hates Bob all of a sudden? We oh. were a family. Bob was the, <laughs> the, the rain cloud <laughs> hanging over us. I'm sure that pretty acting out right up. <laughs> <laughs> that we could not make our rent. And we were living paycheck to paycheck. That man had to use his whole paycheck on his daughter's braces. I just, it was just so much going on here. Um, so they're but like, was happy about it. Oh no, right. we're not doing it at this big. It's my daughter's braces. It's it's okay hurts. to be poor when you got right. a family in a band. Because money can't buy happiness. No. Just be grateful with what you have. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so they make pizza and they're like, Hey, you know, this pizza we're gonna take over to our elderly neighbor. And they were like, Wow, I never thought about like helping other people, like or thinking about other people. That's super weird, but that's sweet, you know. So that's the first, you know, path to their their character arc, or, or another step rather for Allie. Courtney is just oblivious at this point. Don't care. This is so much fun testing the dough in the air and She's I a love lost cause. She, she was. She quickly turned it around. I said, okay. But I did laugh when the lady was like, I'm not eating that. I said, I know that's right. 
Um, they were supposed to make a plan to deal with Bob, but we ain't never hear of no plan. We ain't never really, nothing happened with Bob. So I don't even know what the purpose of that was. Okay, I'm glad you said that because I also caught that. And I was like, well, what's the plan? But y'all spent too much time flipping pizzas and didn't get nothing done. Because they had to learn charity. That's the only reason. Bob is gone. We never hear from Bob, see Bob. The way I would have been down to the authorities immediately. And I would have tried to get in contact with my dad. Like, I know he said there's no cell phone service. But there had to be a way to get through if case there was an Not emergency. If it's one of those remote places like that, no. There are that's places, irresponsible. The, the, the things that I've heard well-to-do white people say they do, it's it's like, how are you still alive? How well, are you still alive? Well, <laughs> and you got two kids? Uh-uh. No, we putting him on the list. But Corinne was there, so he didn't have to raise his kids because he had right. the right. the help do it for him. <laughs> And that's what happened to horses, too. You know what? Let me write oh, a yeah, letter. Yeah, that's so true. And the dad was like, where did I go wrong? That's so true. It's the exact same thing. Let me. Um, oh, I feel like Bob, by this point, has faked his death, changed his passports, and is now in a whole other country where America cannot, like, request him for Which a court Which makes him the most successful villain we've seen on a decom so far. Absolutely. You're right. He didn't get caught. We never saw him again. And the dad was just like, at the end, he said, oh, well, these things happen. We'll turn it around. (laughs) He was unbothered. You ain't mad enough for me. Mm -mm. His best friend not only took all his money, it disappeared. He left. It's fine. No, it's fine. If one of y'all had taken all my money... Oh, I'm going to find y'all. I don't care where you are. I got a passport. I'm gone. I'm going to be like Carmen San Diego on you. All right. You set me up by sending me to a butterfly farm. Right. That's whack. But I personally feel like that's your fault because you actually went to the butterfly farm. Okay. Well, we see how this is going to play out. Right. Right. Thank you for letting us know your plan, child, because mm -mm, if Andre come to me with the trip, uh -uh, what you got going on? So they come up with a fake plan to get Bob that we never see. Um, and now we're back to planning this expensive cotillion. So again, Andrea, what is your input as the expert here? <laughs> Any thoughts on this conversation with the mean girls of the country club? Just the absurdity of arguing over whether I want an ice sculpture or a balloon arch, which I don't love balloons. Okay. If I was rich, I would never see a balloon in real life. I'd be like, what is a balloon? Oh my God. <laughs> is that for middle class? <laughs> you but see how I had she, no- she said she wasn't affluent. I, had that, nothing, that is- <laughs> I couldn't imagine being affluent. I had nothing to do with planning. I just had to show up and learn my dances. So I didn't know any of this. And $25,000 is such an absurd amount of money. And, and I'm not someone who likes to spend money. So I would not be in this conversation. I would have dipped a long time ago. They're talking about, we have to get the lobster and the steak. I'm like, what's wrong with chicken? Chicken is tacky. Apparently I, d- I didn't know that. <laughs> that felt racist to me. But, I did. <laughs> but I didn't want to say it. <laughs> and just off the strength of who they were in this movie, I said, Oh no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And how do they get control of planning? So the parents, they're like 12, 13. I don't even know how actual old they are. Because age, I think they're 16. I think they're oh, 15. Okay. But the still. parents don't parent their children. They So they leave right. the help again to parent these kids. So but, these kids are running around, you know, with credit cards and 
all kind of things, making decisions. Overzealous mean girls mom trying to be involved with everything. There's got to be at least one. That's true. The parents are tired of the kids at this point, and they say, you know, not when it comes to like something that they can show off. Like this is like their stuff. A party. (laughs) This is what they. I mean, I feel like if the parents were involved, the party might have been better because that party Mm -hmm. was sad. They had limited imagination. So I don't know if they, you know, they got to the point that you know this is going to be an embarrassment. I don't want my name on this. Twas the event of the summer. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, yours? What? Yours? No, no, theirs. theirs. Oh, okay. Mm, I, I guess. <laughs> I don't even remember if I was in the summertime or not. No, I don't think it was in the you. summer. I feel like I had a coat. <laughs> okay. Yes, go. Look, Andrews was the event of the century. Okay. It, was, it was nice. <laughs> so they have, and I think we may have touched on this, but they have yet another discussion about the paychecks and this is all in the span of what a week or a few days i don't even know um but Allie, now i'm gonna ask your thoughts on this whose side are you on or are you in the middle with this now was Allie? Allie decides that hey you got all this money for the cotillion these people need to get paid or they're gonna lose their whole you know livelihoods so she goes to the bank with melvin after distracting her sister and gives them a check for twenty thousand dollars now and, and AJ is just livid. So, what are y'all's thoughts? Whose side were you on? Are you team uh, Allie or team AJ? Who was wrong or more wrong? Well, I think this was. If you put this in like a big, a broader picture, this is all within a week, and just a, like a temporary solution to a bigger problem. You, we can do this now and sacrifice your party. Um, to be continue to be rich in the future, or we could have your party and may possibly lose everything. So, like, I understood why AJ was so upset, and maybe this is like the big sibling thing. I'm doing the right thing. I don't really care what you think. So <laughs> that's what that's what I said. I, like, I know you're mad, but I know I'm right. So you're just gonna be bad for a couple of days. <laughs> I am. I was like, what AJ is not getting. Is if this business goes down, you will not be able to buy the Jimmy Choo's and the dresses and whatever it is. And I feel like Allie was motivated by being able to help the people. But I also feel like on some level she understood that this her livelihood was somewhat connected to this business. Because as far as she knows, her dad don't have no other offshore accounts in the Cayman Islands or whatever. <laughs> Even though we know the dad has something. Um, I... I do feel it's like upsetting because she told her she wasn't going to do it and then she did it as opposed to just doing it just, you know, without consulting her. But it was one of those things where something had to happen. So it's unfortunate. I kind of wish she had just taken the money out, but I know she wanted to, like, have it be a thing that they both did because it wasn't her money. (laughs) But I wish she would have just taken the money out to begin with. That would have been a mess, though. But to that point, though, of her talking to her first, I did like that these are sisters that liked each other and yeah. talked to each other. And they weren't just, like, in battle over dumb stuff. So I did appreciate a sisterly bond here because we don't get that super often. We don't. It was in like this annoying general. little sister where she's, like, quirky and smart. But I, I feel like what Smart House, I think about them sibling relationship i don't know i'm trying to think of like the good ones but 
Brink was a really weird one. <laughs> weird sibling dynamic. Oh, Phantom of the Opera. I think they had a good sibling dynamic. And motocross. Oh, yeah. It, yeah, motocross. Yeah, motocross, motocross they, they had a good sibling but dynamic. But those were... It's specifically that they're two girls. Because there's always that yeah. trope of girls can't get along. Mm-hmm. So, because they were girls, I appreciated that they were close. I can't think of the, t- mm-hmm. the two girl ones. I don't know if we yeah, had any but, either. But, I mean, also they were systematic about it. They said, look, we splitting up favorite things. So we're not going to even get into it. I said, y'all better plan it. I appreciate it. Right. Yeah. I appreciated that. <laughs> yeah. They were intentional about their relationship. I love it. Um, but really, there was no other option. Like, yeah, what else were they going to do? I think for me, too, for me, too, it was the. Oh, go ahead. Mm-mm. I was just saying for me, too, it was the way she went about it. Like, as Andrea laid out, it was a clear decision to be made. And I don't know why. AJ could not see. Like, did she have to draw it on a piece of paper? This is what is going to happen. I don't know why she wasn't connecting. Because it was not. her her event. I, I get it. I, I get it. Because, like, a, you've been looking forward to this thing for I don't know how long. Your sister already had one. Right. And it's um, your money. Ever. And it's all is happening in the span of two hours, <laughs> the entire movie. <laughs> Yesterday, the dad left. Like, <laughs> I wish she would have said, Hey, I understand. Like, I wish she would have told her in mm-hmm. a way that she didn't have to find out in the group. I think that's really what it right. was. If she had told her, sent her a text message in the T9 on the flip phone that said, hey, I'm sorry, I had to do this thing anyway. As opposed to her finding out in the midst of the group. <laughs> yeah, that was wild. Like, hey, go outside. And then I'm going to run to the bank. <laughs> like, Yeah, that was yeah, wild. that was, yeah. I guess I'm a bad person because I would not <laughs> no. care. I, I wouldn't care. Person. No, because I wouldn't, I wouldn't you're, even think like, I already told class. you, I already told you what I think I should do. And I wouldn't have told her we're not doing it. Like right, I wouldn't have said that, but I also wouldn't have cared her being mad. Like I would not have cared. Like <laughs> it, would not, it would not have affected me at all. You being mad is pointless because you should understand why, and this is why I couldn't be a teacher. I can't lay this out for you. It's clear why I'm doing this. I don't, I can't explain it to you because I don't know how to explain it any clearer than it already is. And I would not take, there would be no effort yeah, on my part that wouldn't to try to explain teaching. it to you or get, or be caring about you being upset. So, however, <laughs> you helped me with math. And so I feel like in, I don't remember that. I've had someone tell me I hope helped them with physics. And yeah, like, you helped me pass that. calculus. I've <laughs> blocked that stuff out of my taught body. me a lot of things. <laughs> I would come over to your house with my homework. I do not remember that. We at did all. this for a whole summer. <laughs> I just said, look, it was a lot going on. Was it the summer we were it. going to Six Flags? Because I was probably focused on Six Flags. <laughs> I think that summer, well, I don't know, because we had a couple summers. Whatever summer that I got the um, season pass, I don't know if that was the same summer. Anyway, we can figure this out later. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, yeah. I can, I understood uh, AJ's point, like, hey, you know, I've been looking forward to this for a long time. I'm in my sister's shadow, blah, blah, blah. But logically, it not using the money didn't make sense. And we all are adults. And again, like, you know, we have a different perspective on it. I'm sure as a kid, I don't know what I thought, but I might have been like, hey, that wasn't fair. Like- I don't know. You probably would have felt like it wasn't fair. And also, like, let's save the business. Like, I don't think you would have been like, 
Too bad. All of you are going to lose your houses. Everyone's going to be <laughs> destitute on the street. No, I would not because, you know, I <laughs> was not living this lifestyle. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I, it did make me laugh when she was like, for the rest of your ugly life. That was wild. <laughs> I said, wow. We're going to fight now. That, in this and, and then she left the post-it on the um mirror. I was like, this is funny. It felt like sibling stuff. But the way that she 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 clarified, like, not just your life, but your ugly right. life. That, that <laughs> came from somewhere deep down. That made me um, laugh. And AJ, she said, this is my debut. And I'm earning this paycheck. She was yeah. acting. Okay, <laughs> she was getting, going to get that Emmy uh, for, <laughs> for her portrayal of angry, uh, rich white woman. So that was that was a fun time. Um, so yeah, so that's that's what's going on. But the way, actually, you know what? I'm gonna save my point for when we get further. So, uh, Courtney, which one? No, Allie. I'm gonna just call them Allie and AJ. I'm not even trying anymore. So Allie never said anything to Jackson for standing him up, and then later she tries to call him, and he was like, "All right, whatever." So they somehow the cow gives birth, and now they're dating. It was a lot going on. Uh, they have an argument, they go back and forth, and then, you know, Courtney realizes that she is a selfish person and is like, wow, I'm changed now. And then they, <laughs> and then they realize, uh, you know, things are getting worse. So Allie decides to sell her car. And then, uh, AJ has to drop out of the cotillion and then they have a date at the house. So what did we, anything on, uh, Allie and, and Jackson and the birth? I could I could have been without this whole love story. I didn't need it. I don't even have anything to say about it because I didn't need it. But she didn't need to yell at that cow like that. I wouldn't have done that to a cow that I had never met before. Um, also, AJ was not, she did not drop out. She was kicked out. <laughs> yes, thank you for the clarification. <laughs> you are, you are now one of the pores and how yeah. dare you even come into our presence. She said they're unwealthy, uh, though. The desperate cries of poverty. I said, ooh. Yeah. What's going on in the writer's room there? Jane. Wow. This is such a different character from Degrassi Jane. <laughs> She's acting like Paige. And this is how you know I've been watching too much Degrassi. The, the cow thing, the birth thing, was the more disgusting thing I was talking about. When the baby, <laughs> the baby was born, which I used to watch the show called that's my baby or something like that where they, we would watch like animals. Oh, uh, animal planet. Yeah. I used to watch that all the time. <laughs> that was that show girl. <laughs> so I was like, I was getting nostalgic about that, but her like kissing and hugging the, 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 the newly born calf was disgusting. <laughs> she hugged that thing covered in fluid. Covered in fluid. Had <laughs> just been released from the womb. <laughs> that was disgusting. Was it a real cow? Yeah, it was a real cow. But it wasn't real birth. No, 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 no. That, it was too big to have been a real... To, to I was the, like, that cow was way too big to have come out of... Yeah, the, no, it was a cow. The birth for this... <laughs> okay. That would have been funny, though. Actually, no, it would have been too much for me. I think I would have dropped out if but I was the cow died. actually pregnant? No. I so. Well, I, I, so, oh. I thought so. Like the cow that we I'm, saw in the earlier part. But I thought so. Oh, I didn't again, think that was a pregnant cow. I'm not I just a thought it was. A, how would we know if it was pregnant or not as lay people? So we are working class. 
<laughs> and we're all the same. We should all know these things. But no, I thought so. I don't know. I guess I just accepted it. <laughs> like, I don't know. But I didn't see that on IMDb as trivia, but I'll, I'll see if I come up with anything. But I'm assuming that Pacal was pregnant. Um, yeah, I would not have touched any anything she there. She has mad cow disease or Lyme disease or whatever disease you get from. It was gross. I was <laughs> fully disgusted. I mean, at, at least she changed shirts later. Like, literally, like the next scene, they're walking through the field and the sun is setting and they're holding hands. And she changed her shirt so we can maybe assume gross. that she showered or something. <laughs> But it was too. Yeah. It was moving too fast for me. You wearing his clothes? <laughs> yeah, that was weird. I was like, okay, how did we get here? How? As a, but as a teenager, though, um, I mean, I didn't see this movie when I was young, but I knew how I was about like romance in stories, and I would have been perfectly fine with all of this back then. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I accepted it. But now I said, Mm-mm. now, girl, come on, we gotta have a chat because what is going on? It was just. I mean, I know they were doing the, you know, we hate each other and now we're together and like, ugh. but it was, it moved so fast. I'm like, now y'all yeah, in a whole relationship. Right. <laughs> I was like, gross. Even though I'm not going to lie, I would have been invested in Martha's uh, pregnancy as well. <laughs> Just one yeah. time. Yeah. Like, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. I need too. to know. But the fact yeah, that she shooed same. away a, a bull wasn't that that's a bull? what I'm saying. She yelled at the cow. Well, I guess it was the bull. That's dangerous. She yelled at, and I did not expect her to yell that. I, like that took me off guard. The the intensity that she came at that cow with. She said, "Get out of here! Go, go!" That's feminism. <laughs> Andrea, I was just, you took you took you extracted the thought. Out of my brain. Okay, because I was like, not only are they changing, you know, their views on uh, life and the working class, now they realize, you know, the the struggle for for lower class mothers, uh, because they too should have dignity while giving birth as represented by this cow. And I just thought that was like the most beautiful symbolism that we have seen (laughs) in cinema in so long. I just felt refreshed. I felt hopeful. And I was just excited to see that portrayed on screen. So thank you, Disney Channel. That was beautiful. Yes. And they had no gloves on, just all up in there, pulling it. The way animals give birth is wild to me, but you know, that's another podcast. So the that is surely outside the scope of this podcast. <laughs> Truly, because they just fall out. I'd be like, oh, no. Okay. Um, especially giraffes. So they and have elephants. Whole... It's so high. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they, so the next day, uh, they're back at home. The sisters are arguing. And yeah, this is where she's talking about her ugly life. And they were arguing also at work. I don't know. Um, at this point, I think I was like, girl, don't nobody care about the cotillion anymore. AJ, like. I, as a viewer, am focused on this other stuff, but whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, oh, this is also when she went to Heather's house. And Heather was like, yeah, I'm trying to hide my little homemade dress from you. So any thoughts about that conversation? Because that was the turning point for Courtney as a character. That that underneath your good person thing didn't apply because we didn't see any any of that like we saw it in Allie but up until this point AJ was just a selfish brat um trying to get her party so I I guess I wasn't and I don't like that 
that trope either of underneath you're a really good person without really proving it just saying it doesn't mean anything to me especially when you're a rich white person so and and this and the rich white person against this not white person who isn't rich telling you that you're a good person um it's like forgiving you for <laughs> all the damage you were going to cause if your sister hadn't stepped in <laughs> You were gonna. I, the only reason we're having this conversation is because you're out of the cotillion. Like, if you were, you would. This would not be a thing if mm-hmm. the cotillion was still happening. And not only that, but just like the fact that it's the daughter of one of the people that works there, too. Like, I got the vibe that Heather was friends with her because of that. Like, growing up, probably growing up together because of the, you know, the parent working in the factory and. I feel like she fully acknowledged, like, this is my privileged, rich, white friend. That's what you are. And that's fine, because that's the box I put you in. I'm okay with that, because I know that that's all you are. (laughs) That's the vibe I got from Heather. Like, she's not expecting much more from this girl than what she has given. And I'm sure she's got, like, actual deeper friendships somewhere else. But for Heather, she's like, yeah, this is, you know, my boss's daughter that... I'm friends with and that means I get to go to fun things but that's really all it is <laughs> that's what I got from Heather I agree I agree and that's I it. was wondering earlier like how Heather was affording all this in the earlier planning scenes because I was like your dad works at the dairy you know what is going on here um so I was wondering if that was going to be addressed but yeah I agree that's y'all said it all and it's the same thing with Jackson with Allie like he was only interacting with her because you know the dad made her because, you know, that's our number one, you know, dairy magnate, whatever. So I don't know. I hope they find other friends, especially Heather. Shout out to Susie Crabgrass. Um, and I love it. You know, way deep, deep, deep down somewhere, you're a good person. You can't see it 99% of the time. But she was like, dang, you're the second person that said that today. I said, well. And then we also have that with the mom. And the housekeeper comes in, uh, again, to also be a supporting POC. Um, She was like, hey, your mom had compassion and perspective. She was such a nice white lady. Um, You know, she was just lucky to be born in a higher caste. And, you know, it's fine. But she was nice to us. And that's what mattered. So, I don't know. Anything else about the mom y'all want to add? Yeah, but it's wrapped up at the end of the story. Okay. Okay. Let's get there. All right. Um, so not only did we also will already give $20,000 to this. Now, I forgot what the issue was. Bob, since Bob was gone, he couldn't watch the little machines, whatever. So now stuff was spoiled or something. So then she had to sell the car. Now, she sold the car back to the man who helped fix it up. And I felt like that was wild to me because as an adult, you know what she's doing this for. And it's her mom's car. So I don't know if I could with good conscience, and I know, again, we got the class stuff going on, but I couldn't buy it. I don't know. I hope he gave it back to her because that was kind of weird to me just because of the mom stuff. But there's that. Um, I I had a question because I'm like, is nine, you saying $9,000 is all you have? Does that mean that's all that's in your bank account? Or is that all right. that you have allotted to like buy cars? Because it made me feel like 9000 was all that he had in his bank account. And now it's gone. <laughs> and if that's the truth, then y'all both, that's wild. I don't know. 
what was going did on there. He, and did he work at the dairy too? Or yeah, he, work, he was so a delivery he's man. Like basically funding his own. Yes, he's basically funding. I guess he got a car in exchange for it, but it was silly. He's <laughs> essentially funding his own work, <laughs> his own paycheck. Because why could she not? You at the country club, like nine k for a, a souped up Mustang, girl. You could have gone down to the club and sold that for much more. Like that, you hustling backwards. You supposed to be a math whiz. Now what's going on? Um. So yeah. So they do all that. They talk about the uh, spotlight dance. Philippe, the French man, is like, yes, we shall do our own little thing, whatever. Um. And then they get to the country club, and that's all the thing. So. Um, anything, oh, they're watching a movie or whatever. Anything else here? Why was the pool in the middle? It seemed like a really poor setup because not only did, um, Jane from Degrassi fall in the pool at the party, but the people who brought out the catering stood at the edge of the pool while everybody else crowded around them, almost (laughs) falling in the water themselves. And that's what I'm saying. This is supposed to be a hundred K event. This is looking real Dry. You know, it's it's looking dusty, it's looking sad, it's looking last minute. <laughs> it was essentially last minute because they were planning it days before it happened, so which makes no sense. Can't, well, you know, you've got real life on the ground experience. Stop. <laughs> and they had they had all this money and didn't hire a party planner. Right. Girl, there ain't no way. Uh yeah, so they decide at work, you know, th- they think these two teenage girls for saving the entire company, which the adults in this movie just were really raggedy for the most part. I, I understand that they were their own, I guess their only option, but the way that they looked to these two little girls for emotional and financial support, I was just like, no one else had a thought or an idea, even though it wasn't their fault. It wasn't their issue. Like, I don't know. It was weird outside of like all the stuff that we talked about. Um, so they're like, Hey, we're going to have a party to celebrate this week. And I was like, that's cute, but there's like some real issues here, but all right. So they go to the dance, they finna do a fake little spotlight. And then here comes Ralph, uh, the man who bought the car saying, Hey, uh, the date was wrong because AJ does not know how to use a computer. (laughs) And she put in the wrong, uh, sell by date. So that was it. And then she took accountability because she's a good person now. And then they're like, we need 25 people. So they go crash the cotillion, try to get the bourgeoisie to come down and help the uh, the lower class. And then they save the day. So what do we think about this emergency and the way that all this was wrapped up? Because it okay, was did, something. Did anybody see him running in the background? Because that made me laugh. I, I rewound yeah. it. He was, <laughs> like, he was flying. <laughs> Somebody was like, this is your scene. Go. Right. Get out of here, man. <laughs> he earned that check. Yeah. That made me laugh. I was, um, also, I was so tired. Sorry. You were tired? I was so tired. <laughs> the, the dad, okay, why, the, the, it didn't make sense because the dad just happened to get home and all of a sudden is wearing a suit with a, tur- with a bow tie. So you oh, came home was- from your butterfly fields, changed your clothes, went to the cotillion, did no... Everything is falling apart, and then it's all calm. And then <laughs> bring over rich people that didn't want to be there in the first place. I feel like it's still a health code violation to have all these people in this factory. <laughs> and no, 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 no. We're not, we're not paying attention to that. So and, that's fine. And now I'm thinking about all that yogurt that's wasted. 
All them pounds of yogurt <laughs> with the wrong date and milk. All that dairy. <laughs> well, I assume the workers oil. took them home since they're poor. They're grateful to have some extra food. Probably all they, eat, all they eat dairy and cheese. All they eat is the I mean, yo- recipe. Yogurt and cheese. Moa, sir. Yes, Brittany. Yes, to everything you said about the dad. He <laughs> that came home for the cotillion, which, again, realistic, because he wasn't going to miss that if you're a real dad. And um, and then the only part I didn't like, didn't like, understand was the kids deciding to come now that he asked them instead of <laughs> Allie was just there five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. That was weird. I don't. And I'm like, well, maybe their businesses are also because everything in this town revolves around dairy. So maybe their businesses are also related to his. And if his goes down, it's going to drag the whole town down in terms of finances. So maybe that's why the adults showed up then. <laughs> and, and I don't know. I don't know. The way he rolled up, like you said, cheesing and grinning. I'm like, sir, we're in an emergency. Did no one say anything? Like your daughter came and crashed the cotillion with a desperate plea for help. And you coming in like, oh, hey, everybody what's going on. Where the party at? Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> so I don't know. He might have been in cahoots with Bob. Who knows? That could have been a secret thing. And he finna dip out in a few years. That's why he 18. wasn't disturbed. That's it. That's why he was happy at the end when he said, oh, you know, we'll have to cut back. Because he was in it with Bob. He was happy because he's a good, wholesome man. I'm so dumb. Nah, <laughs> girl. He's, he's optimistic and only sees the best in people. He's, and loves and loves everybody. And understands everybody. Okay? And ha- people like that who are pure are never upset. That's alternatively, why. I offer you a different <laughs> suggestion. He was in it with Bob. But he didn't want his reputation to be tarnished. And so he let Bob take the fall for it. He wasn't pressed. Because he knew he still had money set up. From when Bob took over all that cash anyway. So he was good. But he wasn't going to let the workers know. And he wasn't going to let his kids know. Because then they would let the workers know. So you see, he was scheming. He probably already signed the contract to automate all the processes. And they also don't know. <laughs> They're all so, about to lose their jobs. Yeah, all of them. But they said they, well, they said they were working on a sequel a few years ago. So who knows? That might be the... <laughs> Andrew's not pleased. Uh, that might be... A plot point but yeah them running in and being like hey you know your daddy was here and he you know what you say you were right we should help the poor people because we're all part of the same community i said are you <laughs> what is going on here helping other people is fun um yeah i don't know it was weird they were having time for chit chat then they did the little spotlight dance and i didn't care about it I just wanted that woman to be Reba McIntyre so bad. So bad. I kept thinking, single love, who works too hard. Oh, yes. (laughs) I'm a (laughs) survivor. Yo, Reba is that show. That's my show. Oh, my gosh. Okay, we got got to chat after this. But, yeah, I was disappointed every time (laughs) I looked over there. But. Yeah, I'd be in the bed. The way that everybody stood around and watched them dance, I'm like, I got my paycheck. I'm going home. Truly. So, again, toxic work environment. Um, but can I just talk about AJ's sure. dress? Now, I didn't love the colors, but I that kind of dress I would have had back then with the brown, like the stripes and the brown up top and the yeah. brown at the bottom. Mm-hmm. It would have been different colors, but I yes. that's that was my kind of dress. <laughs> we were talking about that, me and Elena. We both had outfits like that like skirts mm. and dresses with the pattern and the big block oh, of color God. yep 
I had a dress like that too. What a time. So in an epilogue, I guess, um, again, they still didn't use no math and computer skills, but the dad talks about how greed gets the best of people. But see, he's not a terrible rich person. He's fine because, you know, he has not let the money corrupt him, uh, even though he refused to pay people more. And now the rich girls want to work. So the class divide has been solved. Harmony has been restored. And, you know, the movie ends. So any cringeworthy moments or feel-good moments y'all have? Well, cringe for me was her kissing that newborn animal. Oh, yeah, that's uh, good. That was highly disturbing. I just, I just, all the disease was <laughs> It's too much. It was so wet. Ugh. And yeah, all the contamination at the factory. Just the hands and no gloves and just breathing the air. Breathing, exactly. (laughs) But they had hair nets, though. (laughs) That lady, her hair was outside of that thing. I'm like, you might as well just take it off, ma'am. The little fake Reba McIntyre. I said, girl, what is the point? But yeah. Okay, my cringe moment is the dancing scene with the banjo in the cafeteria. That is my cringe moment. With a black man running around the tables. Yeah. I'm with you on that one for sure. Any any feel-good moments in any crevice of this movie? (laughs) Crevice. I like Ali and AJ uh, together, so... I like seeing them together. They they work great together because they're siblings. It feels it felt real, like it wasn't forced, like you know, other sibling pairs. Um, and I think also just the, the outfits because they were so two thousands. The outfits were terrible for the most part, but the reminiscing on the nostalgia of it all because it was like deeply two thousands <laughs> Disney fashion here. Like if there ever was a Disney fashion, this is one of the. <laughs> clearest ones uh so i i'm gonna put that as my moment i kept thinking about get a clue which was also very mm-hmm. yeah fashion heavy movie. get a clue but i feel like they were cuter as they had to be for the most yeah. part that was not cool. all the, that was just because the Brenda song was in it because <laughs> it was Brenda song and no, but no they <laughs> their fashions were on point some of the fashions was working okay fine some of them like i would wear today 50 50 I'm sorry, that black with that ponytail, I'm tomorrow's outfit. I'm sorry. In the cherry pants. Anyway, sorry, that is my uh, 13-year-old self. But, so what are we going to rate this amazing study of class dynamics within our society? I don't know. In spite of all the things I said, I didn't hate this. (laughs) It didn't, like... I felt like I fell after watching Cadet Kelly. Like, I'm glad I didn't waste my time on it when I was younger, but I don't feel like I watched Hounded, so it's like a three. <laughs> I'll say three and a half. I'll say three and a half because it's Allie and AJ. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a four. It was entertaining. Like, I, I, there wasn't a part of it where I was like, let's turn the TV off, and Allie and AJ are fun to watch, so I'm gonna give it a four. Yeah, I'm also going to give it a four, um, mostly because of nostalgia, Allie and AJ, and the song that they had, um, what's Yeah, they called? played his song, or their song. On the Ride. Yeah, mm-hmm. On the Ride. I listened to their first album last night, and I was like, this is still a fire. Um, so shout out to them. But yeah, the soundtrack, the outfits, um, 
you know, it was a fun time. I wasn't bored. I didn't want to, well, you know, some of the stuff could have been cut and remixed a little bit, but I was entertained. So why not? All right. Anything else before we wrap up? Oh, I just don't trust a man named Bob, but can we trust a cartoon named Bob? Because my favorite right now is Bob's Burgers. So yes. Okay. Thank you. Yes. He's a nice Bob. Everybody else though, we looking at you sideways. And with that, we're going to wrap up this discussion of cowbells. And next week, get ready, because we are getting to the DCOM High School Musical. So be prepared for all types of singing and shenanigans and Andre just being generally over it. Did I, I'm not going to be available next week. So Oh, I'm you absolutely have will. Nicholas stand in. No, um, no. For me. You're, you'll be here. No, no, no. It's fine. She'll it's be here it's fine. I'll be unavailable, but it's fine. <laughs> she doesn't have a choice everyone um but thank you for offering so yeah get ready uh watch it before we do it so you can you know cackle and sing along so as always all the socials links and notable mentions are in the show notes and thank you for tuning in we'll see you next week